Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and my eye itches. I hate spring. I'm not a fan of spring or fall, mostly fall. At least spring has rain in it, but you know what else spring has in it? pollen and for me most of my life i never had allergies it didn't happen but then one year i think it was in like seventh grade eighth grade my eyes started itching in the spring and i'm like hey what is what is wrong why do i want to rip out my eyeball and turns out it was just uh allergies being allergies my nose doesn't get runny i don't start dying or anything my immune system's pretty good at knowing what is good, what is bad. So nothing's going wrong. My, I don't really have allergies to anything. So pretty great. But this eye, this one right now is, I want, I'm about to pull it out. I'm about to have one eye. You're, it's going to be real bad. I say this one, left eye to the audio listeners. It, it's, it's rough. It's, it's quite rough. You know what else is rough? Fasting. I'm probably going to make a video on it or video episode on it. Uh, when um when I'm done with it, when I'm done fasting, so that's in May first, May second. I think that's maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that May first is like a Friday. It's a Sunday, so I'll be recording on the last day of fasting, and so that'll work out perfectly. That's in two weeks. So you'll get that episode. I did it last, uh, last year too, I think. So I'll just do it twice because recycling content, I won't listen to what I said in that one. And we'll just see whatever comes out of my brain for this one. Who knows? But yeah, uh, here we are back again at it this week. I actually didn't write out a proper script this week. We're going to be talking about 24 kind of 23 technically uh universal laws uh, this is way more this isn't like newton's three laws of gravity this isn't like quantum physics laws or anything like that it's just hippy dippy loser laws that probably don't mean anything to most of you but if you're more scientific minded and you came into this episode anticipating me to tell you about a bunch of psychology and physics and math and engineering I do enough of that. I don't want to do that right now here in this podcast. Maybe in the summer when I'm just having withdrawal symptoms from my from my ECE classes, I'll talk about it. No, no, I, I, no, uh, nope. But yeah, uh, I. That's that's what we're gonna talk about. This is way more hippy dippy. Some of these you may not believe in. Some of these may not help you at all. Some of these, however, are pretty basic things that I think, regardless of what you believe in, regardless of what you think, uh, it will uh, apply. It's just a, a simple fact, and and we'll explain that. I'll try to give examples because I wouldn't hit twenty minutes if I didn't give you examples. And so there's universal laws and there's karmic laws. And so we're going to go over both of them. We're going to start with universal and then go to the karmic ones. And so these are actually really, really short. So I might have a lot of extra time today and I might just be rambling about something today. I have no idea. I feel like my hands, my hand movement is a bit weird, but I have no idea. Uh, I'm a bit louder today than I was last week. Yet last week, luckily I didn't sound depressed, but I I was just so quiet the entire time. So now I'm making a little bit more of an effort to scream into my microphone. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're we're a little bit better balanced in the audio uh, volume this time. So uh, did I ever? make sure that my episode got uploaded. Now I'm scared that I accidentally forgot to post something. 
let's let's go check that I I did that. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pause in the middle of an episode for the first time. That would not that would not be fun. Uh, four fifteen. Yeah, that was published two days ago. We're good. Okay, safe, safe, safe. That was terrifying. Holy crap. I, that was really scary. I thought maybe I forgot to. That would be bad. Okay, let's get on with it. Stop stalling for time. Universal laws. The first one, these don't actually have a specific order, but yeah. The first one is the law of divine oneness. This law states that everything and all things is connected, are connected. They're, they're all one. They're all a part of something bigger. So you might be one drop of water, but you are a drop of water in an entire ocean. You can, you know, if we zoom in, you're your own individual little thing. And that's awesome. But and your salt composition might be a little bit more different than all of your other drops around you. However, at the end of the day, you're just a part of a bigger body. If you believe in religion, uh, this would be being a part of God. If you believe in Buddhism or other, quote, religions, end quote, that don't believe specifically in some uh, divine spirit such as God, then this is just, uh, this is just simple connection to all, all things. Not all people, all living, th- not rocks, they're not living, I guess, but grass, trees, people, cows, chickens, uh, uh, giant squids, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, this says that you're connected to everything. And, and another thing that that gives you, another piece that that tells you is that you are the same as everything. You're just all one thing. You're not better than the giant squid. You're not worse than the grass. You're just another existing thing. You're not better. You're not worse. You just exist and everything else just exists. And at the end of the day, regardless of anything, you all are part of the same thing. And for that, no one's better than the other. No one's worse than the other. Nothing, you know, it's all nice, simple, equal equality. We love equality here. Uh, but yeah, that's the law of divine oneness. Everything in the universe is connected. Uh, pretty awesome. It's It deals with ego. I think the most important part is that ego part that I mentioned at the end, saying that you're not better than anyone. You're not worse than everyone. My music is way too loud today. Goodness gracious. The second law of the second universal law is the law of vibration. Everything in the universe moves, vibrates, and travels in circular or cyclical patterns incessantly without stopping. And so this one, uh, this one is a part of physics, technically, I guess. If you think of literally anything, if you think of uh, this mouse, this microphone, the camera, me, even, we're made out of atoms. And all of those atoms, if you've studied in your chemistry class uh, in high school, they move, they all vibrate just a little bit. They've told you about solids, liquids, and gases. And gases, the atoms are moving crazy. Liquids, the atoms are slippery, slidey, slippy, slidey, slurpy. Yeah. And then in solids, even though it's a solid, even though it's one thing and it's it might be tough, uh, I probably shouldn't knock on my microphone while I'm recording. It might be tough. Um, even then, the atoms are vibrating, even if it's extremely slightly. And uh, vibration in general, if you study Eulers, if you study sine waves, if you <laughs> technically everything is going to everything is going in a circular motion, whether it vibrates back and forth, up and down or circular. Uh, if you look at, say, Eulers and mathematics or 
engineering. Uh, Euler says, Euler shows that the, a sine wave, for example, or a cosine wave has an imaginary and a real part. And when you put them together, they make a circle. So even if you're going back and forth on the, on the real axis, then you'll be going circular on the real imaginary axis. And so that's how we get to the cyclical part of things. But everything in the universe is constantly moving, constantly vibrating, constantly traveling. And one of the really cool things that I think about this one is that, uh, like I said about the ego one, about the divine oneness, uh, this one, it says that everything moves. And because of that, that means that everything that you're going through, everything that you have gone through, will go through, are going through, one day, they're also moving. They keep going. They're, they're gone. They, they will vanish. You're like the clouds and the, that's getting way too bright. I need to need to calm the window down. And so uh, it says that things will pass. If you look at the clouds outside, you see the clouds move and they're there. They might be rainy. They might be thundery. They might shoot a tree with lightning. I don't know. But at one point, the clouds will con- continue and they'll pass. And at some point they dissipate. Life is the same way. Everything in life, at some point, it will get to a point where it dissipates, it passes, it continues to vibrate, it continues to move. As such, you continue to vibrate, you continue to move. I've talked about it before, but the arrow of time marches forward. Uh, And the third law, I, I actually might not hit time. That would be really surprising. The third law is the law of applied action. Actions must be applied to manifest things on earth. This one is a little bit, this one's going to connect to something later. That's a little bit more esoteric. The law of applied action just says that if you want something, you need to do something for it. You can't just sit there and meditate it into your life. You can't just sit there and just manifest it. You need to do something. If you want to get all A's, you can't just sit in bed and be like, I want A's. Yes. Trust me, I've tried. You have to put in the work. You have to study. You have to go to class. You have to do et cetera, et cetera. Or you could be like one of my best friends who doesn't go to class and, you know, he's just a genius. And you could be like them. But if you are like that, just get ready to get beat up because I'm really about to beat my best friend up. Um, (laughs) You know who you are. I don't know if he's not listening. I'm going to send him this clip. Screw you. Uh, I love you. The third, the third, fourth, fifth, seventh, where am I? The, the, the fourth, the law of applied action is really good. Make sure you do things. If you want things in your life, do things in your life. All right. Not, not a very big boom, boom, effing thing. Okay. Uh, law of correspondence. This one's really good. One's they're all really good. Really? The one's outer world is a reflection of their inner world. And this is, I've made an episode on this where I've talked about it, but reality is a perception of the mind. What's going on in here, in here, in you is exactly what's going to be reflected in your life. And there may be some karmic debts and karmic, uh, yeah, karmic debts that you might have to pay and that you'll see those happen and you'll see those causes and effects come back to you. However, a lot of times your life will just reflect internally. So we, we see that people who don't have much respect for themselves or much uh, love for themselves, they get into really bad relationships. So that's a reflection of the inner world into the outer world. This one's really good because really it says that one of the best ways to solve a lot of your problems in your life is to simply solve the problems inside of you. That should have sounded better, but I I, I don't know how I could have said that better. There's probably a way, but I don't want to think about it right now. Okay. I'm starving and thirsty. Screw you. Uh, uh, But, but 
This one's really good. I really like the law of correspondence. Look inwards to fix most, like 99.9% of your problems. That's how you fix them. Again, law of applied action. You have to do things in the outer world too, but law of correspondence, look inwards. That's where you can find a lot of great, wonderful answers. And then we have the law of cause and effect. This one's going to show up again in the karmic laws, which I don't know if I'll get to, to be honest. Uh, this one is really simple as well. Nothing. All of these are super simple. None of these are like really hard to wrap your brain around. Nothing happens by chance. Uh, every action has a reaction or a consequence. If I push a domino, the rest are going to fall, assuming they were set up right. But uh, if I move my mouse, the cursor on my screen moves, hopefully. Technology can be a little bit wacky, can't it? But <laughs> if I move my mouse and it doesn't move, I get angry. That's an effect too. But the law of cause and effect is pretty pretty basic. If you do something, there will be a result from that action. If you push someone, they will topple. If you uh, punch a brick wall, your hand will break. If you uh, eat chicken, you'll poop. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, every every cause has an effect. And later, uh, or at times, I think I've, I'm, I have talked about this before, but we have control over all of the causes in our life, but not the effects of our lives. And that's a really important thing to understand uh, and go forward with, because that helps us with having control and a grip on our lives. Uh, the f where I didn't number these one, two, three, four, five, six, the sixth law, the sixth universal law is the law of compensation. You are compensated in direct proportion to what you put into the universe. So this is similar to the law of applied action. What you put in is what you get back. Can you get scammed uh, in real life? Yeah, but the universe uh, what did Albert Einstein once say? God doesn't play with dice. Uh, the universe is a bit more stable than that. If you put something into it, that's what you're going to get back out of it. That's what you have to do. Put in the energy that you want out of it to get that energy out. And that follows with the next, the seventh law here. This one, you've heard it before, probably. This is the one that a lot of people don't want to believe. And, uh, you know, this is the one that's really cliche, but, you know, the seventh law is the law of attraction. Thoughts, feelings, words, actions, and other things produce energies, which in turn attract like energies. So it kind of, it's similar to the law of compensation one. Uh, so as you heard, energies you don't want to hear about energies unless it's in physics and photons right like you, you're all scientists and you think this is all hippie dippy voodoo stuff but i think the problem that when you hear about this law and someone comes to you and says oh yeah man just law of attraction you just gotta you just gotta manifest it you know it's him bro like no uh, law of attraction i think it's awesome i think that it is important to visualize things to to imagine things in your mind if you look at athlete if you look at athletes a lot of them they'll tell you part of my uh, part of my training part of my regimen is imagining the game imagining the swim imagining everything that could go wrong imagining how the perfect run imagining how my hands will move my body will move i think michael phelps the swimmer he does this i'm sure soccer players do this professional athletes they do this they visualize they imagine things they they attract it and a lot of people they manifest things they think about things they want things that what they what everything's going to look like, what their future is going to look like, what the money might look like, what their house might look like. They imagine these things. They put it in the universe. And that doesn't mean you have to do it out loud. I think be a doer, not a talker. But uh, the law of attraction 
is I think a good thing of visualizing something lets you know what you're working towards. And if you know what you're working towards, the path is a lot more clear. If you're just trying to move forward blindly, you might walk off a cliff and not everyone's lucky enough to land on a tree and just get winded at the end. Okay. And so again, though, the important part of this, the important counterpart to this one is the law of applied action. You cannot simply just go to the universe, get on your hands and knees, universe, give me money. Gib, gib. No, that's not going to happen. But uh, if you apply the action, if you start doing stuff, if you work towards it, if you go forward, if you go down the path, then that should come back to you. And so just put out positive energy, put out the energy that you want, and that energy will hopefully come back to you. Anecdotally, I can tell you that I've spent my life very negative, neutral, and positive. I've done all three of them. And I can... I would confirm that I've seen in my life similar results. When I lived a negative life, most of the things I reaped were really negative. When I lived a neutral life, I didn't, it was, you know, I get neutral. And when I lived a positive life, it was all positive. Now I've fallen more into like a optimistic bully sort of situation where I mean, internally, I guess it's positive, but externally, I'm just a negative. I mean, I started this I started this episode out with talking about how I hate spring and fall. (laughs) I was, I was actually, I took a shower before this. I was thinking, maybe I should just start this episode and just talk about why I hate fall and why fall is the worst season ever and why dead trees aren't cool to me. But, (laughs) you know, I, I'm a negative Nathan at times, but you know, overall, in my life, I've seen that when I've tried all of these, this law of attraction, this like energy sort of situation, this holds true. And so then the next one, the eighth law, I believe is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. That's that, that's a little bit more words. Uh, All energy is constantly in motion and all energy moves between forms. And so this is similar to the law of vibration. Everything's moving all the time. Energy is moving uh, between one form to another. This is again, this is a part of physics. Uh, energy can or yeah, energy can be created or destroyed. It can only go from one form to another. Rub your hands together. You go from physical energy, which is your hands being rubbed together, to heat energy, which is uh, friction causes the heat. Magic. I don't know. Uh, you, if you are watching, if you are, if I don't know where else you'd see this. There's no other way. Is you reading a transcript? Did you write it out? Did you get? I don't know. Anyways, when you're watching this on whatever device you're watching it on, I get. Yeah, whatever your device you're watching it on, there's a chip running that device. There's a lot of energy, a lot of electricity going to that chip, but there's a lot of heat being produced by that trip. Chip, trip, chip. Uh, let's hope you're not tripping on chippings. Um, and so that's the conversion of one energy form to another. And a little bit more esoterically, a little bit more life-wise, your positive energy will continue to transmute and continue to move. Law or not law. Energy is constantly moving and constantly changing and constantly evolving. And so, you know, that's just a universal law. How do you use that one? Not really. It's just something good to understand and know so that you can be a little bit more detached from things and understand things change, things pass, priorities change, people change, you know, things happen. And so I think our 10th, 9th, I'm going to hope that one, two, three, four, five, I lost my count already. One, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So there's 12. Uh, that was 9. So this is, that was definitely not 9. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That was 8. 9 is the universal law of relativity. This is an Einstein's law of relativity, which, you know, that's the whole uh, speed is correlated to time, depending on how fast you're moving, changes how your, oh, I'm dying, changes your perception of uh, speed and uh, time 
how fast you're moving changes your perception of speed. How fast you're moving changes your perception of time. Uh, that's not what it's saying. This this universal law of relativity is saying that all situations are neutral when compared to nothing. So situations, when we label, it's not even just situations, everything, all things at all, they don't mean anything when they're viewed in a vacuum. So that means that if I, um, if I look at... Uh, uh, I do I want to say that I don't want to say that I'm not going to say that if I look at someone riding a bike and falling off their bike, if I imagine other situations, that is generally a not fun situation. That's a quote, bad end quote situation. If a kid scrapes their knee or something pretty bad, bad thing happened there. However, if we take away that idea of riding the bike successfully, if we take away the idea of not getting injured, if we just look at that one situation, only that situation with nothing else in our heads, the situation isn't good or bad. It's just a situation. It is what it is. That's, that's all it is. If we look at um, uh, winning the lottery, when we compare to not winning the lottery, when we compare to not or to, to being homeless, that's a, that's a really good thing. However, if we remove all of those things and we just look at that situation, it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. It's simply a situation. So all situations are neutral when not compared to other things. And this is important to understand pretty obviously because you want, uh, you don't want thing, you don't want to be moved by everything. If you understand that all situations are at the end of the day, at their base, at the core, all, everything is neutral, then you won't be as moved by things. You'll be a lot more calm. You'll be a lot more, uh, 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 brain steady, solid line wave, DC current. I don't know. Um, you, you get the point. I'm not, I, I won't belabor it anymore. I recently had a word stuck in my head and it took me two hours before I finally thought one hour before I finally got it, but it was visceral. I was thinking, I was trying to find the word. I'm like, I know it starts with a V I hadn't written. I have like a word list and I never read it, wrote it down on in that list. Cause I was like, I'm never going to forget this word. Well, frick, I, I guess I did. And here we are now. My, uh, I wonder what this beard looks like on camera. Is it good? Is it bad? I have no idea. We're a little bit unseemly right now. I have to, uh, I, I don't, while you're fasting, one of the things that will break your fast is if you bleed. So I don't want to like cut the face off and then start bleeding. And then I accidentally break my fast. So I'll probably have to wait. Like this is going to get real fat by the, by the time I cut it off. You know, anyways, uh, the, the next one is the law number 10. We have the law of polarity, uh, Everything is on a continuum and has an opposite. Undesirable thoughts can be suppressed or transformed by focusing on the opposite pole. And so that just says everything's on a scale. Uh, there's uh, red and blue, one and zero, uh, light and darkness. And so there's all these scares. There's two poles, north and south, north, north, Norton. I'm not, I don't, I don't have a sponsor. Uh, north and south. And so there's two poles and everything it has one, right? So there's an opposite to, to all things. Uh, I don't actually, that one, there's sometimes when you can get like a middle point where it's just like in the middle. And so undesirable thoughts. So if you're thinking about one of the poles, you can stop thinking about it by focusing on the other pole. If you're thinking about something bad, you can focus on something good, you know, you change your locus of focus, locus of focus. I like that. 
The next one is the law of rhythm. A lot of these kind of say similar things. Um, everything, so energy, uh, because everything technically is energy. Matter is really just energy and everything is made out of matter. So everything is energy. Energy is just what rules everything. Energy vibrates and moves to certain rhythms as we went over in the law of perpetual transmutation of energy and the law of vibration. Energy moves to certain rhythms like a pendulum whose energy swings to the right uh, it must swing back to the left. And so this is also, this goes with the, the law of cause and effect. If it goes one way, it has to go back the other way. And it'll constantly be in this perpetual cycle of back and forth, right? The cyclical, cyclical motion. And so if we consider our pendulum going like this, if we map that out, we will also get a sine wave, which again will correspond to a circle. And then the last one is uh, the law of gender, which uh, same same as the law of polarity, really. Everything has a yin and a yang. Uh, it, there's just balance everywhere. I'm just It doesn't actually have anything to do with gender, just uh, yin and yang, two sides, coalesce, balance, magic. Yeah, I'm at 25 minutes. I feel like I'm going to accidentally hit 40 minutes if I continue on with this. I think that I, uh, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I'll just, I'll call it and then I'll, I'll do karmic laws next week. It'll, it'll help me take another week off from having to write a script. So that that's good for me. I do have an idea. So, but you know, writing is still takes like an hour or two. So yeah, I'll, next week we'll go over the karmic laws. A lot of them are really similar to these, but we'll just go over those as well. And we'll have fun with that next week. Um, this week, uh, or yeah, this week, I anime wise, I'm still rewatching Tokyo Ghoul. I'm almost done with the second season and then I'll start watching something else. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch Tokyo Ghoul re I'll read the manga at some point over the summer, hopefully. But so what I'm up to now, uh, still reading Archmage Return 4,000 years later or whatever it was titled. Uh, it's still good. Uh, I'm enjoying it still. Um, what else we got? Someone told me that, uh, I always, I always talk like I'm on a podcast. And I think one of the things they meant was that I don't do uh, um, and like so much. And that's something that I've just practiced. You know, one of the ways I practice that one of the ways to eloquently speak and one of the ways to work on your speech, just to sound better and sound clear and, and uh, speak with clarity. Yeah. Again, just clarity, less likes. I, I, I don't like the word jest either, to be honest. I, it's a, it's not a fun word. I, I remember I called it something words like that. But I don't, I don't remember what I called it, but I just know just is a bad word. Don't say just, just don't say just yes, but you can say just because that's a good word. Um, but one of the ways to work on that eloquent speech, if you're interested is tongue twister. So I used to, uh, in, in, when I was in middle school, uh, working on, uh, being able to speak better. I was, I would in the shower because I didn't really want to do it where everyone could hear me in the shower. I would practice tongue twister. So I can't do it anymore. If you notice, I don't enunciate my words very well, to be honest, even though I speak fairly well, my enunciation isn't that much. My tongue doesn't actually move very much. If you, if you watch the video version of the podcast, you see my tongue every now and then it's pretty like, it stays at the bottom of my mouth. It doesn't go up very much at all. And so I'm, my, my tongue's just super lazy. And so I don't actually enunciate a lot of my words very well at all. And so, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> my, even the tongue twisters, it was really just for me to learn smoother talking. But if I did enunciation, uh, enunciated, uh, I don't actually know the full rhyme for Peter Piper. Let's, uh, Peter Piper. Let's see if we can find the tongue twister. 
Peter Piper Pizza. <laughs> Thank you, entertainment company. Where is the, what is the, okay. I think we found it. Here we go. Where is it? Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, a pack of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a pe- If Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, where's the pack of pickled pe- peppers that Peter Piper picked? Where I messed up, I mostly just wasn't reading correctly, but I said it more or less correctly. But yeah, peas are really easy. I don't know how the plosives went into the microphone. Peas are pretty great. Peas are easy. The, the ones where it's challenging for me especially are the S's. The S's really get me. So Sally sells, she sells by the seashore. Surely Sally's shells are real. That one's a little bit more tough. But things like red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow feather, red leather, yellow feather, red leather, yellow feather, red leather, yellow feather. That's pretty fine. Um, but yeah, Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Surely Sally's shells are real. One of the reasons is, again, my tongue. It doesn't make the like shh, shh sound. It like, it just won't go up to make the sound. So when I do it fast, it's like Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Like it's just the sound rather than the shh sound. I would do it right, but my tongue just does not want to move. And to be honest, I don't think that affects my pronunciation too much. I, I don't know how many words I say that have shh in it, like shlong. I don't know, uh, but yeah, Sally sells she shells by the Sally sells she shells by the seashore. Surely Sally shells are real, and so I can say it right, say it well. But man, I just sells sea sells by the seashore. I you know it's a lot a lot better that way. But yeah, sell sells she sells by the seashore. Surely Sally shells are real. W's are pretty easy. How much wood could wood check for wood check could check wood practice a lot of tongue twisters and it helps you speak better. It helps you speak a lot more clearly and enunci- enunciate your words better. So, you know, now I do pronounce probably my P's better, my how much wood could a woodchuck chucks better. But, you know, those S's, man, they still get me. Every now and then I'll go back and practice some tongue twisters just to keep myself on my toes, keep the pronunciation and everything going. And stopping uh, um, and like is more of an issue of just awareness of your speech and also being okay with pausing. Sometimes I'll purposely just uh, um, and like most of the time for comedic purposes. And when it's not for comedic purposes, it's just to, uh, <laughs> right. So in that situation, I could have said, uh, or I could have just paused. And so generally uh, most of the time, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're giving a presentation, however, then you'd want to just pause rather than say, um, uh, or like, like is like is a bit different. Like is, oh, it's like this. Sometimes it fits. Uh, oh, it's like this actually does fit. That's a simile. But sometimes it fits. Other times we just say it too often. But I think speaking well is a really good thing to want and a really good thing to practice. So there's a few tips. Tongue twisters and uh, talk slower. That'll help you out. And after you talk slower, you can slowly speed up and be like me. And you can go really quick and talk about a lot of things and go really, 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 really fast and talk about a lot of things without doing the uh, um and like thing because, you know, I can just say a lot of things. And also it helps if you know what you're talking about. If you don't know what you're talking about, then it's going to be a lot harder to do the uh, not do the uh, um and like thing because you're going to, your brain just going to be looking for a lot more fillers and that's going to be a problem. And yeah, the, I don't usually talk that fast. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I think I prefer honestly talking way slower, medium pace and you know, going normally normal paced, but you know, I'm not a rapper, <laughs> but uh, yeah, big, big talking guy. But yeah, someone said I always sound like I'm on a podcast. I was uh, in uh, one of my classes, there's a seminar and they had, they posted this thing up and it's online. So I'm just sitting with my homie, my, my muted uh, on the meeting. And so I'm sitting with my homie and I'm, I'm talking to him and I, I just, I just, I read out one of the things I have. And it was like, what do I have here? Um, uh, uh, 
here let's yeah i just have this random thing in front of me uh peter povire was a british colonial administrator missionary and horticulturist who loomed over the island of Mari. i don't know how to say that in the 1760s he established a tropical botanical garden in 1768 arguably the first of its kind anywhere about 37 hectares of it still exist today in northern marudis or whatever and so i talk like that i said it like that and he's like you sound like you're always on a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, see, that's, that's, you don't want to do that one. And I was, and I reacted. I was like, really? There's no way. What? I don't think so. I, I feel like I talk pretty human. And even when I'm on the podcast, I feel like I talk pretty human. Unless I'm reading something which is like, everything in the universe moves, vibrates, and travels in circular cyclical patterns incessantly. Like maybe I'll read it like that. But one of the reasons I do that is I actually used to, uh, I used to read every single day for 45 minutes before bed every day. And what I would do is I would take, I had physical books. I still have them. That's why I have the shelf of books. I would, the way that I read books, even to this day, if I do read the book, not when I'm scrolling, I, I'm not reading it, reading it like that, but I read out loud. I, I take a pen uh, because I, I mark in my books as well. And I'll follow along with the words and I'll, I'll read the words as they go along. Everything in the universe is connected. Like I, I literally just out loud. I, that's how I read my books. I read them out loud. And that also helped me uh, understand speech, helped me string words together better and helped me speak better, not pronounce better, but uh, order my words better and, and talk in a more eloquent manner. Right. And so that, that's just a bunch of speaking tips. I think I have, a, I have an episode somewhere, somewhere in the idea hole of how to speak better. And so I just gave you a bunch of effing tips right here. And so if you listen this far on the podcast, you'll, you'll, you'll be aware or you'll, you'll rehear a lot of these things whenever I make that episode, but, or video, but uh, until then you, I, that'll probably be in a while, especially because I just did this right now, kind of on accident. I told you I was going to stop. I probably could have finished half of not all of the karmic laws at this point but anyways yeah, yeah yeah that's the anime that's the manga music wise nothing really new lonely town by some guy is pretty good this song is pretty good that's right now sarcastic sounds and rose boy disappointment that one's pretty good you know yeah very nice anyways uh yeah i think that's going to be all for this episode of seriously funny those are 12 universal laws that are pretty cool pretty awesome pretty helpful to know pretty uh, uh i said they're not going to be scientific but a lot of them i was able to relate to science it's crazy it's almost like life in the universe are connected and the, all of these hippie stuff sometimes has some merit crazy huh yeah and so yeah, that, that's all. Thank you so much for listening, especially this far. Share this with your friends if uh, they're interested, if they want to hear about some random things, if they want to hear about Euler's method and how you can take a, a, a oscillating linear point and turn it into a circle. I don't, I don't know. But that was a really cool thing to learn in signals, I guess. But yeah, uh, that's, that's all. Thank you so much. I, get, I said thank you so many times. Anyways, uh, there's nothing really to say here. On I usually like add something. So if I'm talking about like being fat at the end of the episode, I'll say you can be as fat as you want. Peace. But uh, I uh, yeah, don't be as fat as you want. Being you know, it's not a, it's not wrong to be fat, but it's 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 definitely not good for your health. Okay, don't do that. I, as as a fat person, I, I would I, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I'll see. You, I'll talk to you next week. Peace.